This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Retirement Roadmap with Master Plan Retirement Consultants. My name is Evan, and with me, as always, Retirement Planner and Investment Advisor Representative Mark Fricks. How are we today, Mark? Great, great. Uh, you know, I love this time of year. I love, we've had a lot of classes coming up, seminars, workshops. You know, I love teaching. I uh, love educating folks, which is kind of our basis. So I'm doing, I'm doing real good. Excellent. Yeah. You? Can't complain. Uh, gearing up to, for next week to go to Augusta uh, with you. We're teaching a federal benefits seminar there. So if you or any of your friends are federal employees in the Augusta, Georgia area, Come on out. We'd love to see you. Come join us. Get some great education and a bag of chips. Absolutely. <laughs> bag of chips and a water. Maybe coffee. If That's we're... <laughs> um, so for today's episode, at this point, we've produced episodes covering a wide range of retirement topics. In many of those episodes, we briefly mention a concept known as an income gap. Today, we're going to mm-hmm. dig in a little deeper into what that means and why it's a concept to take seriously in your own retirement. So first and foremost, Mark, what the heck is an income gap? I, I love this this subject because it's it's something that so many people don't think about when they look at their retirement, but yet it is probably the most crucial strategy to have. So, uh, you know, most of us uh, have uh, hopefully a number in mind of how much money you want coming in in retirement. And sometimes that's a hard number to come up with. We we help folks talk about that, but but a good way to do to start with would be what are you living on now? Okay, what's coming in the door? after taxes. And and then you take that number, let's say it's $5,000 a month. You take that number and then you say what could change between now and retirement. So let's say your house would be paid off by then. So you subtract a thousand. So now 4,000 a month in retirement is what I need for day-to-day stuff. Don't include things like a European vacation. Don't include, I need a new roof in three years. That comes from somewhere else. This is to get you through the week and the month. This is haircut money, utility money, car payment money, or whatever. So that You've got to have that number first, okay? So let's say, again, it's, um, I like round numbers. It says $100,000 a year I need coming in the door. So then we take a look at Social Security, what's coming in, and, and things like that. So really, I, I think right now you're looking for more of a general answer. Right. I'm digging as maybe deeper. Okay, all right. Uh, and then the show's over, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and so we look at Social Security, what we estimate it will be at retirement. If there's a spouse, we estimate uh, their Social Security at retirement. We add cost of living increases to the Social Security. A lot of people leave that kind of stuff out. And then you take a look at that's coming in, that's coming in. So we have this much money coming in. Maybe they have a pension if they're blessed or a federal worker or a state worker. Uh, We work with a lot of those folks. And so let's stack that on top. So we have this income coming in after tax. Oh, no, we need this much. That's an income gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, so you mentioned pensions. I actually do want to talk about that for one uh, one minute. So pensions and Social Security were at one point intended to fill the income gap. In the early 80s, the 401k was rolled out. Originally, it was intended to be the third leg of the retirement income okay. school to work to uh, stool, excuse me, supporting and working with the pension and Social Security for one's retirement income. But companies got greedy. As we are all aware <laughs> at this point. Employers realized that the 401k was not only a cheaper option, but it held the employers less liable. A couple of the reasons we began to see some companies phase out pensions and a total replacement with the 401k, two of the three intended 
legs of the stool. So now we have a wobbly stool with... Absolutely. And, well, and, and there are still some employers who offer both a 401k and a pension, but today only around 21% of Americans have access to a pension. Uh, for those working in the private sector, it's closer to 1 in 10. As you mentioned, a lot of federal workers have access to their TSP, which is their version of 401k, and then their first pension, which again, if that's you, consider yourself extremely blessed. And I will say this, uh, almost all of the private pensions or private companies that offer pensions have no cost of living increases. Mm -hmm. And so that widens the gap. Maybe you have a small gap in the beginning, but because they don't increase, the need for money does. That's the, even, even those few that have that pension usually don't rise. Uh, thankfully, most of the government pensions do. Go. I know the federal government has a cost of living increase. It does not keep up with inflation. It keeps up partially with inflation. So now, again, you have a future income gap possibility. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So people are now without a pension, and maybe they've got the they've got a social security check that they can rely on, and then a big bucket of four hundred one k money. And the whole idea is that four hundred one k maybe it's in the market, maybe some of it's in a money market or, or something or mm -hmm. bonds or whatever. The intention is that they'll use that 401k that's intended to grow to supplement their income need in mm -hmm. retirement. Makes perfect sense. Um, you know, that the reason I saved up this money is, is to supply me with that extra money I need, whether it be per month or whether it be I need a new roof or whatever. And, you know, that's, that's a great plan 30 years ago. <laughs> and, and so, uh, and the reason I say this, what's happening, if you look at the graphs, our uh, stock market has become much more volatile. Uh, you look at the 80s and the 90s, it's kind of a general trend of being up. I mean, you'd have dips, but no major dips. You know what the market average between 1980 and 1999? Almost 18% a year. The worst loss was 10% in one year. Today, the last 22 years, the average uh, loss is now, I'm sorry, the average gain is 6.26%. Did you get that? That's a third of the 18%, right? Uh, and the largest drop has been 38% in one year, 56% over a two-year period. So the volatility is greatly magnified. So why am I bringing this up? Well, the biggest reason is the fact that if you're pulling money out of the stock market to supplement your income, we know the market goes up very well. We know the market goes down very well. So if your market is down 20 30 40%, um, then you're taking money out of a market that's down. You're digging deeply into your principal, probably will never return. And that's, that's why retirement planning has changed is um, that income's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a Morningstar report. I don't know if this is a good time to introduce it or not. But Morningstar report from uh, the uh, 1993, I believe it was, and they said, and, and a lot of people out there have heard this rule before. It's called the 4% rule. And it says if you take 4% out of your stock market account, 401k or whatever, you've got about a 97% chance of not running out of money. Okay. Well, they redid the study back uh, in, um, it's been about six or seven years ago. I think it's 2013, if I remember correctly. The new rule is not 4%. The new rule is 2.8%. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you have you you can only take out less you know uh, what is that three point two percent less which means you know you need about thirty percent more in your four hundred one k and it's still not guaranteed you won't run out of money right you know and so we it's better to use different guaranteed income streams to plug that gap okay so 
What do you do to plug the income gap? So there's a couple of things that, that, that advisors do, and then I'll tell you what we do. Okay, so advisors, some of them will maybe split up that 401k into, okay, there's some stocks over here. We'll, we'll let that be our go-to money on the occasional basis. And then we'll create this bond portfolio over here uh, that's more stable and take money out of that. The problem is the history of bonds over the last 25 years has been producing less than 3%. Mm-hmm. And interest. Well, there's that 2.8% that the market you know, is safely coming out of. So it's not very efficient. Uh, some other advisors will look at uh, a dividend portfolio. So they'll say, okay, I want, we're going to pick out the best dividend stocks, okay, and we won't worry about if they make or lose money. We just want stocks that create a, a consistent dividend. Well, there's two problems with that. Number one, dividends are not guaranteed. And many companies do away with dividends in bad times. Okay, so now you've just lost some of your dividends. Also, uh, a great dividend portfolio, which we've got, only generates about 3.4%. So you're still talking about not much more than that 2.8%. 3.4% is is not that great. So here we are again, not a guaranteed income stream. It can lower depending on the market. But even then, the average is 3.4% in decent times. So... That's what other advisors do, all right? So what we do is is we take something that actually, uh, in this country, has been around since the mid-1700s. It came from Europe, and I believe you told me from the 1200s, 1300s? Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome, sorry. I got to go further back. Uh, Ancient Rome is um, they created guaranteed income streams using annuities or pension-like annuities, okay? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but Social Security is based off of annuity concepts. Even some of the terminology in Social Security is annuity concepts. So some people hear the word annuity and they're like, oh, I heard something bad. Well, I've heard something bad about a lot of things. Doesn't mean everything in that category is bad, okay? So about eight or nine out of 10 annuities I consider bad, okay? But if you use the right one, then, uh, you know, it it works and it does what you want it to do. And we do have an episode, sorry to interject, um, discussing all about annuities. Right. The good, the bad, and the beautiful, I believe, is the title. Um, (laughs) Aren't we clever? Um, But it's a great episode to check out as well. Just, and Mark will discuss, uh, we discuss a lot, really much deeper, and then also just all the things to look out for because there are a lot of gotchas. And as Mark mentioned, there are some terrible annuities out there. There are some really great ones that can be used well, yep. though. Yep. Yeah, big problems with the bad ones is a couple of things. Number one, uh, if you are taking income and die, uh, many of them, you lose what's left in it. Mm-hmm. So your heirs don't get it. Kind of like Social Security. You die, whatever you paid in goes away, right? Um, another bad thing about many of the annuities out there is that um, they uh, have fees, and yep. the fees can be higher than you would expect. I'm talking about 3 to 4%. And so that right there takes away from any growth and, and payments you may be getting as well. That's two of the big bads. There's other ones, but that's two of the big, bigger bad ones. Um, but you, you can't be afraid of annuities because of Aunt Sarah told me this or whatever. Or radio personality. Or a radio personality <laughs> that may be pushing investments and doesn't like annuities. We believe all the tools can be good if used appropriately. Um, so I want an annuity uh, just like a pension. We call them personal pension plans, by the way that is going to give me a guaranteed check every month. And I either want it to increase with inflation or I want to stack them so that maybe I turn on one in year one and then 10 years later I need, I've got a bigger income gap, I turn on the second one and then maybe 10 years later I turn on the third one. So that's two different ways you can do that. And by the way, if I pass away, 
Everything left in it goes to my heirs, okay? Whether it be my spouse, whether it be my kids, grandkids, whatever, I don't want to lose what I put into it, plus the growth. And so that's some very important pieces that you need to look for. And that is primarily, I'd say probably 95% of our clients, we use an annuity or more than one annuity to plug that income gap. And they don't have to worry because, you know, it's an A-plus rated insurance company. They've been around 100 years. Uh, most of our companies we use, um, they're going to make the payments. Downside protection. Downside protection as well. So let's say, uh, you know, you put some of your IRA or 401k into an annuity and you don't need it for five years. So we want it to grow for five years, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we put it into a uh, what's called an index annuity that follows an index. What's an index? S&P 500, Dow Jones. It's going to follow it up, but it doesn't follow it down. So during these volatile times, it's going to grow with the market. Market goes down, it locks in. Okay, so uh, it, it, it uh, uh, protects whatever it is it's grown to. Next year, the market goes up again, it grows again. So not only are we getting, I'd say, an average to be conservative of 5 to 8% growth on these annuities until we need them, mm -hmm. but then, uh, once again, you know, you wait three, five years, it's bigger, it means your check's going to be bigger. And so that's why we like to ladder some of them so that the one we're using in 10 years, maybe it's twice as big by the time we need it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So... How do you determine your income gap need? So first of all, a common rule of thumb uh, for determining your income need in retirement is 80% of your current need. That's what you hear. Um, however, these days we are seeing that most folks retiring are not looking for a pay cut <laughs> and uh, wish to maintain their current lifestyle. We also see over the course of retirement fluctuations in need. Perhaps the first several years of retirement, you're more active, you're traveling, uh, experience new things. Perhaps you have a higher need than you will uh, in the later years, um, perhaps you've paid off your mortgage or are on the road to paying off your mortgage. Well, that's going to drop your needs significantly as well. Um, when creating an income plan, a literal written plan, you must consider the breadth of your whole retirement. The, uh, the retirement timeline wave of income also tends to be high to low and then high again at the end of life, medical but needs. Healthcare, like long-term care, house sitting, um, more trips to the doctor, more deductibles. And so it is definitely an upside down bell curve. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, as you said, the early years, hey, I, I, while I'm young, I wanna go to Europe. While I'm young, I wanna see the national parks. Uh, then we kind of get a little more docile in our mm -hmm. 70s and 80s, so to speak. More hobbies uh, at home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, like you said, the, the healthcare at the end. So, you know, we want a plan that is fluid so that we can make those adjustments as we go because we don't know when the need might be greater or less. Uh, what if one of the spouses passes away, mm -hmm. right? Uh, maybe in our mid-70s, you know, I lose my spouse. Well, I just lost a Social Security payment. One of those goes away. Maybe she had a pension and I lose that or lose half of that or whatever. Maybe she had some long-term care before she passed away, so she needed some of our retirement to pay for that. And so now my needs may not have changed much, much because I still have a house, I still have an electric bill, I still have a car payment, um, you know, I, I still have to eat. It's not that much cheaper for one versus two. So I still have my needs, yet I was just lost a third of my income mm -hmm. or, or more. So that income plan has to be fluid. That gap uh, has now widened, so we have to close it again. And again, that's why it's not a set in stone. It's, it's like the Constitution. It's a living, breathing document. <laughs> so, Folks, I do want to take a moment to remind you to check out our website, masterplanretire.com. There you can find additional episode, episodes, multiple retirement resources, um, a schedule now button. 
and you click that, it'll take you directly to Mark's calendar. You can schedule a complimentary consultation. Uh, that's an opportunity for you to have some retirement reports ran for you, some illustrations, discuss your hopes, your dreams, uh, your fears in retirement uh, with Mark. And again, that's actually a series of two meetings if you choose to continue with the reports and illustrations. Completely complimentary, masterplanretire.com. You can come in office for those consultations in Marietta, Georgia, or you can meet us online via Zoom. Again, masterplanretire.com or call us at 770-980-9262. So everything we've just been discussing, I really want to stress the need for not to just fill the income gap, but in order to do that, you need an income plan an actual written income plan. And as you said, it has to be flexible. Um, there are too many unknowns in life, and you just mentioned a few of them. We haven't even mentioned um, the implications of tax planning in, on your retirement income. Right, that may increase the, increase the gap as well. Taxes go up um, 20%, which they are scheduled to do January 1st of 2026, by the way, because the current tax cuts expire. So let's say taxes go up 20%. Well, if you want to net five thousand, uh, maybe you're taking six thousand, but now you got to take out seven thousand to net five thousand. So you can either take a pay cut or take more money out. So that's a two-pronged strategy. Number one, how can we create more tax-free income streams as part of that income plan? Uh, and also, how can we have other strategies that can kick in if we have an additional need for income because of rising taxes as well? Uh, so, and, and see, that's the reason we meet with our clients every year, maybe twice a year, and when needed, because we want to adjust that income plan. And one of the questions I ask in all of our review meetings is, how's your income? Uh, you have enough coming in or you feel like you're a little bit short, you got extra. You know, actually, we have extra. We have like $5 a month extra. We, we may slow the income down because mm -hmm. I don't want to pull money out of an account that's earning 5 6 8%, put it into a checking account earning 1%, by the way, pay taxes on it many times, yeah. for it to sit in a checking account. So we adjust that constantly. And then if they come in and say, uh, you know, I, I need a new roof, well, I'm not going to increase the income. Mm -hmm. We're going to go over to a different bucket that's designed for once, twice, three times a year to pull money out for those types of items and leave our income steady. And that's a great point too. You know, we, we talked about the dangers of taking, drawing income from the stock market. However, there is still a need to be invested in the stock market. Yeah, we have to keep up with inflation and taxes. Um, there needs to be some growth. And you know, the old style was, okay, I got this big ball of money. And so while I'm working, there's gonna be 70% stocks and 30% bonds. And then you use the old age method. You know, the older you get, the more bonds, the less stocks. And you end up with 80% bonds and 20% stocks. 80% of your portfolio is earning about 3%. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so you're not going to keep up with inflation, um, you know, and, and taxes. With your stocks going up and down, your bonds holding steady at 3 um, it's, it's just, there's, a again, a chance, especially if your, your expenses increase. And so that's why we'll take that big ball of money mm -hmm. and we'll split it up into individual buckets. We've talked about this before, each with a job. So these first three buckets are for income, income in near term, income in midterm, income in late life, and then maybe two or three buckets of growth. One's conservative, one's moderate, one's aggressive, and then two or three buckets of tax-free money uh, so that can provide tax-free income, tax-free growth, things like that. Now you got nine buckets, each with a specific job it maximizes the efficiency. It's so powerful. Uh, we have people that come to us 
after retirement with tears in their eyes saying, I would have had to work five more years if you guys have not done what you've done. And so it's just really, it's, it's really very heartwarming and rewarding to hear that. So the punchline of this question is, come see us. But, but seriously, um, for, for the layperson, if they want to determine, okay, how do I figure out what my income gap in retirement is? What what are some steps that they could take? I would I would I would say first of all, do come see us because I've had some of the best accounting slash engineers come to see us with spreadsheets that were just wrong because they did not know all the things they should consider. Uh, but if you want to kind of get started again, you've got to come up number one is what is your need in retirement? Uh, take into account taxes before and after. Uh, and then start looking at what your income, guaranteed income is, like Social Security, like pensions. Um, stock market money is not guaranteed income, so don't count that as income. And if you want to play that game, you're going to have a very rocky retirement because you're going to wake up every morning wondering what the stock market is doing. Mm-hmm. Your favorite day is going to be Saturday, Sunday, and federal holidays when the stock market is closed, <laughs> okay? And so that, that's just a, that's, that, that is a nerve-wracking way to retire. Yeah. And so uh, having that plan, knowing where it's coming from, literally for the rest of your life, is powerful. So I, I really would say it's really hard for somebody to do that on their own. Um, at least schedule that initial uh, consultation. I call it a fireside chat. Uh, I don't have a fire in here, but I do call it that because really it's just a discussion about your dreams, your hopes, your worries, your concerns, your situation. Every one of them is different. And let's just discuss it and, and, and let's see where you stand. And then if after that discussion, uh, you know, it's like, you know, uh, I, I think we can show you some reports that may show you where you're at mm-hmm. and where, how to get to where you want to be. Then we'll take that next step. Both are complimentary, but don't think you're going to come in here and we're going to uh, grill you and, and start throwing paper at you and everything else. No, it starts off with just talking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and something that I mention often in our live seminars too, when we're discussing the opportunity for a complimentary consultation is that this is a no strings attached, completely complimentary opportunity for you to get a 10,000 foot view of your own re- retirement. We're not necessarily giving you answers. Uh, we're not writing the plan yet. That would be if you were to bec- become a client, but you do get detailed illustrations on what your current outlook for retirement is. You can start to see where those problem areas lie so that then you know how to approach those and how to fix those. And honestly, if that's as far as our relationship goes, we run some reports, have a couple meetings with you, handshake and that, and, and we're done. Honestly, and some folks do that. And that's great. We appreciate yeah. the opportunity to help you along in your retirement journey. But again, Mark touched on this a little bit. The the stress and the anxiety co- that comes in retirement planning for those who don't know what to expect or don't know where their paycheck is going to come from. Uh, one of the greatest things that we offer our clients is the peace of mind involved it in is. knowing that you have a written plan and that you are covered for the rest of your life and hopefully for your legacy as well. Yep. Well, the great thing about those reports is it tells you where your weaknesses are. Then you you know what to work on. And then if you want us to help you uh, help you work on those areas, we will. We do it every day. We're really, really good at it. But at least you know what the weaknesses are and um, may throw out a few ideas of what you might want to think mm-hmm. about to solve. But can't make recommendation. But uh, hopefully, you know, 
If you want to become a client, we'll show you exactly and we'll work with you. We'll create that plan together. Yeah. And just check out more episodes as well because we are education first with our clients as well. We want them to be on our team and create the plan together. We're not just telling them, oh, you go in here, you go here, you go here. We recommend things. We make sure they understand why we're recommending those things. That's why we structure these videos the way that we do. We want to put education first so that you understand why something is best for you. And by the way, after seeing this episode, if you'll contact us and schedule your initial consultation, I will go ahead and send you a copy of uh, my book, Complimentary, yeah. and it kind of gives you the entire gamut through stories of how to create a great retirement plan. Absolutely. Folks, I want to remind you to check out our website, masterplanretire.com. Not only can you schedule your complimentary consultation with Mark there, also check out our events page. You'll see some of our upcoming seminars and webinars that range a bunch of different retirement topics. Hey, hope to see you soon. Have a great week. And until we see each other, Remember, plan well and prosper. Take care. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. Thanks for listening and remember, plan well and prosper. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.